truth of what happens is, as children grow up, we start to educate them progressively from the waist up. And then we focus on their heads, and slightly to one side. I think in the old days, you know, you were better off. Because nowadays, they're all specialists. Everyone's becoming better and better, and less and less. And eventually, someone's going to be superb and nothing. Our education system has mined our minds in the way that we strip-mined the earth for a particular commodity. And for the future, it won't serve us. We have to rethink the fundamental principles on which we're educating our children. We're not here to tell everybody that they're wrong and we're right. We're not saying that we have all the answers, but um, we'd like to present a different way of looking at it. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to China Education, episode 26. My name is Mark Littlewood. And my name is Misty Littlewood, and today we're talking about homeschooling in China. We are here in Zhuhai, China. We are indeed, and we are in a lovely location, a vegetarian, uh, kind of traditional Chinese-style restaurant. And we're just having some, well, it looks like a broccoli dish being delivered. Uh, Clearly, listeners, you can't see it, but it smells very nice. And we're going to have a really nice chat today, informally, about the subject of the movement, actually, of homeschooling. Uh, I think it's a great... I'm really, really interested in this, as I'm sure people listening now will be. So, let's kick off. First of all, you guys are a married couple. Correct. And actually, I'm sitting around the table, uh, not just Mark and Misty, who are... I guess you'd be the headmaster and the headmistress. Uh, Misty's definitely the headmaster. <laughs> um, Absolutely. <laughs> this could be seen as a small school meeting, couldn't it? Because yes. around the table we have literally all the school. That's correct. And so let's go around quickly. So we've got Mark, the, the headmaster. Uh, we've got <laughs> Misty, you. the headmistress. There we go. And then we're moving to your daughter, Sarah. Should we just say hello? Hi. What, wonderful. And um, Luke. Luke Skywalker, uh, who's uh, the brother, and then we have a twin of Sarah, don't we? Yes, my name is Ryan. Ryan Obi-Wan Kenobi, because you guys love Star Wars, and yes. so do we, this is why yep. it's, we call it China Jedi. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're a bit geeky like that. Um, but wonderful, so we've got all the school here, and I think what I want to kick off with straight away is, if we could just have an explanation about what actually is a homeschool. And what actually is homeschooling? Just in a, because a lot of people I don't think know. So homeschooling is um, where kids don't go to a traditional school building every day. We do do school at home, and so we um, we are primarily responsible for their education, and so we do um, subjects at home. Um, so we. We do many things the same, I guess, as a traditional school setting, but we are at home every day. So um, it has its challenges, but it also um, has tremendous benefits um, for for us as a family, and for the kids um, as individuals, and as learners. Um, so we do school at home. Um, so not not going to a building, a school building every day. So it looks a little bit different than traditional school. Yeah, it, 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 indeed. And Mark, if I may ask, a teacher friend of mine, quote upon quote, said that you guys need a lot of balls to do what you're doing. <laughs> Can you, what would you say to that? Um, 
Yes, perhaps so, because it's going against a normal trend, and some people yeah. don't always understand that. But on the other side of things, um, it's, it comes quite natural in the end, and um, it's not as difficult as, as some people might perceive it to be. So it's actually very doable, um, and yeah, it's, we're doing something different, and that can always come into a little bit of misunderstanding by some people, but on the other side of things, it's not that difficult, so I would agree with him, but at the same time say no, it's, it's not, not terrible. I mean, moving out a little bit uh, from a larger perspective, the homeschooling is becoming more and more popular, would I be right in saying? I'm, if you could just let me know what... Yeah, so that is true, yeah? Yes. I mean, Mark is from New Zealand and I'm from America. So a lot of families in New Zealand um, are homeschooling. Um, we were part of a homeschooling cooperative in New Zealand. Right. Um, and in New Zealand, at, at last count, I'm sure it's much more now, about 7,000 families in New Zealand are homeschooling. Wow. So it's huge communities. Um, same in America, more and more families are choosing to homeschool. Um, it just gives you a lot of freedom as a family and um, yeah, helping your kids do well, you know, and, and you're responsible for their learning. Well, sorry, we're having bits of different lovely food being placed all around us <laughs> in our microphones and things like this. This is, uh, this is great. God, it smells marvellous. So, okay, let's go into this then. It's clearly a growing movement, so we ask why. What's the reason? It's clearly got some benefits, otherwise it wouldn't be growing. So lay, lay it out there um, for us. What, what, what is it in homeschooling that you see as being really advantageous as opposed to mainstream schools for your children? I think when, when our kids were born, I don't think we, when they were first born, we didn't anticipate homeschooling. Right. But we lived in, we lived in Beijing at that time, and um, a lot of families that we knew were homeschooling. And so we, um, it made us think about, okay, what's education, especially growing up in China, what would that look like for our kids? And um, so a lot of people that we knew were doing homeschool. And so uh, when Luke was three years old, um, I ordered a preschool curriculum from the States and per homeschool. And I said, let's try it. Not really for him, but for me. And to uh -huh. see if what that would look like for us in our in our house in our home me as a teacher and him you know homeschooling him and we did uh, the preschool curriculum when he was three four years old and he really did well and I loved it and I loved teaching him and watching him grow and watching him learn and taking responsibility for his learning and he did go to a Chinese kindergarten for a very short time but that was a bit of a traumatic experience, <laughs> and so um, and so we decided, hey, we will just continue to homeschool our kids. And so um, Ryan and Sarah, they saw that Luke was doing school at home, and even when they were three or four, they said, "Mom, we want to do school with Luke." And so we have continued on this journey from the time he was three, four years old until now. So he's almost fourteen. And we're doing American curriculum 8th grade for him. And then Ryan and Sarah, who are now 12, they are doing American curriculum 6th grade. And so um, now it looks a lot different than it did when they were 3 or 4. <laughs> it takes a lot more time. Um, when they were 3 or 4, we were, you know, just learning how to 
learn our yeah. shapes and yeah. colors and that yeah. kind of stuff. Now we're doing trigonometry, so it's a lot uh, different. Mum mom and dad needing to learn. So oh, now that's right. oh, and yeah. chemistry and those oh, kind yeah. of things. So um, yeah, we're. But it's awesome as a family because we get to learn along with our kids, and we have loved um, the curriculum that we use is literature focused. And so it's very strong literature, but we read to our kids and they read to us. There's lots of reading uh, for history. We do a lot of, um, well, we've done world history and American history, and now we're doing um, Eastern Hemisphere, learning about the Eastern Hemisphere, Africa, Asia, um, the Pacific Islands. Um, And so while we're here in Asia, it's a perfect time to learn about more about Asia and, and culture studies and that kind of thing. So um, the benefits, I think, of homeschooling are that you get to learn along with your kids, uh, but also you get to see their progress up front mm. and, um, and just grow with them and learn with them. I think that's a huge benefit. I mean, some people ask about socialization. <laughs> Maybe we can get into that. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we are because you're bringing out a really load of good stuff, and that we'll, we'll go into that because I think that's main, everyone would go to that kind of. Well, what about that? Yeah. But Mark, just yep. briefly on what we were talking about before in Beijing. Yep. You know, Misty mentioned there was a lot of homeschools. That's going to happen. What do you? What was the reason? What you know? What what was wrong with the schools there in, in that sense? What what's the? Didn't like the curriculum or just because of the language? What was I the main? I don't think it's people. But people make different choices on education um, according to what they feel is going to be right for them. Mm. And I think for some international families, they've moved into China. Um, their kids are at an older age group, um, fitting in at that point into a a local school where it's taught in Chinese. Um, they know it's going to be not an easy fit necessarily for their kids. Um, for some people, um, international schools, um, budget is an issue uh, for yes, them. And so there's so. Um, lots of different reasons that people would choose uh, there. So it's not always that they don't like the curriculum or the values or the structure of how things are done. There can be many reasons why people uh, choose to do that. Um, we are advert, uh strong homeschool family we love it as Misty said it works very well for us but we're also very objective to say you've got to know what works for your family and it's not one fit for all there's some families we've met we know that homeschooling is just not going to work for them you know um, just by their kids by the the, the pace of life of family and everything else it's going to be difficult for them to do Um, so you've got to know your, your kids as to what's going to work. For some families, it's going to work for a uh, local school. Um, the kids are of the right temperament, and they will fit well. For other families, international school will be the perfect fit. And for other families, homeschool is going to be the best thing of it. So while we're very strong on homeschooling because it works for us, we also are very objective in saying, you've got to know what works for you as parents, as educators, if you're going to do homeschool, as well as the nature of your kids and where they're going to fit and benefit most from. So I, I ask you, if someone sat down and said, look, I love what you're doing, we've been thinking of going homeschooling, what's the biggest indicator you would look at to say, in your mind probably, uh, that's probably not, they're not suitable for, for that? What's the main thing that comes into I think the biggest thing for us is that we established routines right. very early on. From the time they were three, four years old, we had some very strict routines in our house 
Um, so I think if someone is not so organized or not right. a fan of routine, uh, then um, it's going to make homeschooling challenging. And so I think that you need those really strong routines um, because if you send your kids to traditional school, you're out the door at a certain time every day, and then they, you know, traditional school is, is routines as well. So you have to establish those routines at home. Yeah. So I think that's really strong. But if you're not strong in routines and getting yourself going and getting your kids going, then you're probably not going to do so well in, in, in home school. Okay. Another thing that teachers, some teachers that I've been discussing homeschooling with mention is some homeschooling comes uh, there's a, like a, from a religious point of view as well. Yes. Have you met families like, is that quite common or, I guess in China, you know, in an international scene, it's more because of the things you've just said. Yeah. Whereas, but I have heard, you know, that there is a religious kind of thing to it. The parents don't like these things being taught in mainstream. So is that something in that? Oh, definitely. There's... Um you know, there's definitely families will, like you said, they don't like particular things in, in mainstream, whether it's values or ideology. Um, certainly, there's if you're talking about movements in the states and New Zealand, you've got certain groups of, of movements there. They um, don't like some of the, the the mainstream values that are coming into school. It's um, you know opposing to their values at home, their family values or their right. uh, religious views, and so they basically for those reasons they can choose. So there's definitely. Um, you know, some would uh, homeschool for those reasons so that they can help guide the values they want their kids to grow up with um, and perhaps um, prevent them being exposed too early to some values that they, as a family, kind of um, don't want their kids to be exposed to too early. So, definitely. So, do you, do you guys at your school, did you have a name for your school, by the way? Our school is called, in Chinese, it's called Xin Mei Shui Xiao. Okay. Xin uh, for New Zealand, Xin Xi Lan is New Zealand. Okay. <laughs> and Mei is for America, Mei Guo. So some people, sometimes people don't understand schooling, so they say, which school do your kids go to? And we say, oh, they go to Xin Mei Shui Xiao. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have a website? No, no, no we don't. No. It, it, it's, it really came out of um, kind of being put on the spot by some local neighbors. You know, they're saying, oh, yeah. where do your kids go to school? You know, do they go to school? Yeah, they go to school. Oh, is it close? Oh, <laughs> yeah, very yeah, yeah, really close. <laughs> and they say, well, You're in it. And yeah. they say, oh, what kind of school? Is it international? I say, oh, yes, it's yeah, an international school. <laughs> and then they say, what's the name? And we're like, um... You know? And it came on the spot and well, okay, we now have an answer for other people in the future. Do you have a name? There it is. You know? So, New really. Beauty International School. Exactly. You so <laughs> You might not get away with that name in America or something. New Beauty International. Yeah, well, exactly, but it, work, it works for here. You're politically incorrect. <laughs> and Chinese people say, oh, that's such a good name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, homie, it works homie. in Chinese. Yeah. Alright, so in terms of what you guys teach curriculum wise are there anything do you teach a standard I know you alluded to it a bit earlier but if we can go into that do you teach a standard American curriculum or are there things that you teach as one of my teachers I was discussing with he said are there things that you teach kind of non-mainstream that are perhaps radically divergent to what the mainstream education would would teach how does that work for you radically divergent yeah radically um, divergent was the quote upon quote 
So we have, um, I know you can't see because you're listening to this podcast, but we have um, 13, 13 or 14 subjects Why? that we cover. Look at this. So I'm just showing Chris our, so this is a record, I keep record books um, yep. so that I know what we've done and the kids know what we've done. And uh, the subjects that we cover every day, handwriting, spelling, math, art, grammar and language arts. We usually do uh, something for memory. So each week we work on a poem or a song that we want to memorize. And we do Chinese, science, reading, PE, history, and writing. And we're Christians, so we also bring in... um, Bible and devotions as well. That's part of our um, right. our background, and yep. so we bring that in as well. And that's part of values and morals and that kind of stuff as well. So I don't think there's anything really divergent, radically from, divergent. Radically no. divergent. I mean, I think the cool thing about what we do, we do use the curriculum from the states, um, and our science comes from there. Our reading comes from there. Chinese, we have sourced locally. Art, we do stuff online. Mm. Um, we use Horizons Math, which is quite a standard math program from the States. Uh, history um, is a very strong literature-based history, um, also from the States. Um, yeah, so nothing radically divergent. <laughs> okay, I'm just pouring some nice tea. Uh, well, it sounds exactly like you get in a in a in a shall I say normal school? Yeah, it's a normal school, <laughs> I think. Um, do you do you pay for that? Then is there a, a homeschooling online curriculum feed that you can pay so for we, every year? We to buy get? the curriculum from America, and then so um, some of the things are um, we can use year to year, like the readers. Mm-hmm. So like Luke's gone through the readers and now Ryan and Sarah are going through those same readers. Um, so we can hold on to those books and use those. Um, some things are consumable, like the math books and other things. Um, so yeah, so we do buy um, the curriculum from America. Um, this is a very strong literature base. So a lot of the books are like Newbery Award winner books or um, Caldecott Medal winner books, you know, so the literature is very good and very strong and um, so the kids have read so many things and lots of biographies. Um, The curriculum that we use is um, they do living history, which means you read about real people who are in historical places and settings and or um, some of it is historical fiction but it's based in that time period so uh, we've had a lot of fun with them. Especially with um, Asian oh, history. Yeah. Absolutely. In I mean, China. Oh, absolutely. And there was a, a, a unit on China that was meant to be done in about three months, but we took about a year and a half to <laughs> complete it. And um, obviously... Is that down to passion and interest? It's down to passion No, it's about, about <laughs> passion and interest. And we're, we're here, and the kids yeah, are, exactly. are fascinated to understand the country that we're living in. Yeah. Um, so um, we took the opportunity when we you know, had done... Um, you know, the Qin Dynasty, Tang Dynasty, early, uh, early dynasties, um, we took the opportunity to, to intentionally go to Xi'an, you know, um, see the terracotta warriors, walk around some of the old pagodas and uh, things from that historical perspective, because we had just studied it. So it's like, hello, we're on the back 
doorstep of yeah. it, let's take these opportunities. Yeah. So it wasn't just looking at Xi'an as a tourist spot, but it was part of, um, they had the understanding as to what we're looking at, and um, it was a, a, a brilliant opportunity. Um, we just wish we had the budget to go to every country in Asia we're studying, you know? Right. <laughs> Maybe you can apply for funding. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we right, wish, right. we wish. Use the finance officer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, as an aside, the other day I was coming back from Guangzhou doing a teaching exam, and we stopped off at uh, Sun Zhongshan. The, yes. The, have you been, it's the first time I went there. I've always wanted to go. So um, it's where he used to live. Yes. Well, he was actually, his family lived here. He was born there, apparently. Yeah. Um, the, the, as a family, we haven't gone. Um, I, I, I went 1986. Now you're talking how old and how long I've been around. But um, yeah, that was the first time into China as a teenager, and that was one of the first places I went. Okay. Um, and I was just saying to Misty like two days ago, saying, "Would you be interested in going there?" You know. So we're we're, we're we're looking at some places while we're here this summer. Um, that we might get to locally, and I threw that out there as, as one possibility. So you've got to do it. We went this beautiful park. It's free to get in, and it's um, a lovely museum. They've done mm. a really good job on it. Mm. Okay, that was that was off point. Yes, Sun Yat Sen Park, everybody in Zhongshan. Um, I highly recommend it. So, a bit more about the school. Just a few little things. Um, how many? When does school begin, and when does it end? What, what times first class? Um, we normally start around 9, so not too early. <laughs> uh, we get up and have our breakfast, and then the kids, um, they all get dressed and brush their teeth, and then they start on their school subjects on their own. So um, at this age, they do a lot of independent learning, so they can Very do good. their grammar by themselves, they can do their reading by themselves, um, some of their Chinese studies they can do by themselves. Um, so they just get onto it, and they never complain or say we don't want to do school today. <laughs> it's just normal. I think that's why routines are so important. Um, this is our normal life, our normal. You can't really bonk off school, can you? If school's in your home. No, no. Quite difficult, isn't it? Uh, yeah. No. You yeah. can't really be late either. I mean, yes. How does that? Because you said you start around nine o'clock, which makes me believe you're a bit laissez-faire on time. Um, well, you know, if it's. I mean, obviously when at home, and you know, you get maybe grandparents call at that moment of time, you know, and it's not like you go, sorry, you know, we, we're not going to take this call, this Skype call or yeah, whatever yeah, it is, yes. you know, so sometimes there's interruptions or, or other things that happen that affect the time. We don't have a little bell that rings at nine and everything else stops and sorry, we're not going to um, talk with anybody else in the world because we are, you know, right, stuck school. on the schedule. We're at school, exactly. Um, so there is some flexibility and I think that's one of the advantages um, for us and has worked well for us is um, we, we do have some flexibility uh, within that um, and can fit in other activities or things that are happening very easily yeah. um, and without it being we're so stuck on yeah on a, on a routine and times and you know there's no flexibility in life you know um, there's a lot of flexibility with homeschooling. We don't have to finish all subjects every single day, and uh, that's not possible because there's like 14 subjects. Yeah. So some days we don't get to all the subjects, but that is okay. And so if we see, if I see, I look at our record books and I see, okay, we didn't do science for a day or two, <laughs> then I know, okay, we need to get back on to science. We've let that subject slide a little bit. Uh, but most of the time, uh, we get most subjects, we get most subjects done every day. Very organized. I'm looking at a book with like several columns. So this is each day and yeah. what happens. 
Sometimes we usually finish, um, I mean we break for lunch, uh, we usually finish around three, but the kids, um, because we homeschool, there is no homework, and so they do their school at home, and so there's no, like at night time, they're free, and we are free. Um, we've done everything during the day, so they don't need to do a bunch of three or four hours of homework at night, because we did all the stuff during the day. So nine o'clock you start, nine o'clock and what time does the... Around three. Around three. Around three. three. Okay. Okay. Yeah, around Wonderful. Three. No homework. No That's homework. Great. I mean, it is, everything is homework. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Do you have, do you have bells? Have no, like a bell? no, 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 no. It's very relaxed. We did have desk at one point, but the desk just had lots of Lego and other things on top of them. So I, I eventually got rid of the desk because I'm like, we don't sit at desk. Yeah. So we spend our school day so we can lay on the couch, we can lay on the floor, which that's where most of our school happens, or sit around the dining room table. Um, so our school is all over the house. It's all over the place. Um, there's no... We did have desks for a brief moment, but... Nobody used them, so... You can just hear now the... <laughs> I mean, the listeners now, <laughs> some of the educators... Yeah, you mean they, they, they lay on the couch when they read? <laughs> My favourite part of our homeschool day is when we're all on the couch reading a novel. Or reading a historical, you know, fiction or... Mm. We've just finished a book about, because we're studying Asia at the moment, we're studying Southeast Asia. We've just finished an amazing book called The Land I Lost okay. uh, by a Vietnamese um, man who he talks about his childhood growing up in Vietnam and all the um, encounters he had with snakes and wild boar and uh, water buffalo. And uh, that was an amazing book. Um, so my favorite part of homeschool is sitting with my kids on the couch, reading to them. You know, we're, we're cuddled up together, reading and learning together. And that's the beauty of homeschool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, if, you know, obviously, it's, I think it probably takes a certain personality to love that and, yeah. and be into that. So we do recognize that homeschooling is not for everybody. But we absolutely love it. Wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, so, nine till five. In terms of subjects, do you split half down half? You do seven subjects and you do seven subjects, or do you intermingle where your strengths come in? Um, when in the beginning, um, when we lived in Beijing, we lived in Beijing for eleven years. Um, it was interesting because I was working full time as a professor at a university. And so um, I would work at the university every day till noon. And so Mark would primarily be the person in the morning. And then I would come home at 12 and then I would take over for the afternoon. So when they were younger, um, we would do it that way. Um, here in Zhuhai, um, I'm not working full-time as a teacher. I work part-time as a teacher trainer. Okay. And so I train teachers how to teach. Um, so um, if I'm so I have a lot more flexibility in my schedule and so it's I'm home primarily and then Mark's working. So um, it just depends on who's home. <laughs> um, if he's out if he's traveling and then I'm the primary. Um, I think for history and 
spelling and grammar. I'm the primary. Um, we both help with math, although um, with Luke's math is trigonometry at the moment, so Mark has taken over with trigonometry. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's getting beyond <laughs> mom's ability. <laughs> okay. Cosine and... Yes, oh, he's yeah. doing... Uh, his math is at a much higher level, I think, than he would be um, if we were in the States in eighth grade. Um, it's a it's more of a high school math, and he's only 13, so um, we're ahead of the curve in some subjects. Um, Let's jump to that a minute. Yeah. In comparison, because another question is, would my kid... If, if they had to reintegrate back into mainstream education, if that had to happen, would they be ahead academically, do you think? Um, Has that been done? Has there been a study on it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there have been studies on that. I think homeschoolers tend to um, be ahead of the curve in many subjects. Um, I think there has research been done on that. I think because you can go a lot faster in homeschool, um, you don't have to follow, you can go as fast as you want or as slow as you want. And so it's up to you, the speed that you're going at. Um, I think if our kids did go back into mainstream school, in many subjects they would be ahead of their um, level. I think with homeschool you can go faster <laughs> on right. many subjects. Yeah, yeah, sure. um, also during the day, you know, if they get all their school done, sometimes we're done quite early with all the subjects and so then they can just play or read or draw or whatever they want to do. Um, I think um, Ryan, who is now 12, um, he has dyslexia. Okay. And so um, it's been, homeschool has definitely been a advantage that we can help him uh, mm. give him a lot of one-on-one -on -one attention mm. and so as far as I've been able to help him one-on-one um, -on -one to get him up to speed in his reading level so Brilliant. his his learning has always been slower uh, but that's okay we've been able to go the, the beauty of homeschooling also is that you can go at your own pace so if you have a very advanced learner, you can move through things quicker. Um, if you have a child with a learning disability, um, then you can go at, at what speed they need to go at. And so um, Ryan and Sarah are the same age. They're twins. Yeah. But um, they are in different reading levels. Right. And so she's in probably, she's reading the same books as Luke, who's like an eighth grade reading level. Mm. Um, she, he's um, still reading maybe around sixth grade level. So, um, But we've had to really work with him to bring him up to speed because um, a lot of his processing is different. His brain works differently um, as a dyslexic. And so that um, we've been able to help him one-on-one, -on -one, spend a lot of time with him um, to help him to get to where he needs to be. And so I don't know how they would test in a um, traditional school what grade level they'd be yeah. at, but in homeschooling you don't have to really worry about that. You yeah. go at your own pace and the kid's pace, and, and that's awesome. I mean, if you're, if you're organized, like you said, passionate, committed parents, teachers, and you're following a structure, a framework, it's got to be better, hasn't it? I mean, I'm just talking academically. It, yeah. It ha I mean, it wouldn't make sense. It, it well, must be because you're giving them all that. Teachers, we as a teacher, I don't have time. I always say it to do one-on-ones with a girl like Coco, for example, who really needs one-on-one. Mm -hmm. It's like whereas you guys in a homeschool, you have that. Yep, and that's exactly what Misty just said. Yeah. It's like we've been able to give 
attention to, to Ryan, where perhaps in some school situations, an overloaded class with 30 kids yeah. and, a, and a teacher that's trying to do everything, could not give the attention and maybe Ryan's um, learning development is, is not as, as quick. And uh, same thing, you know, it's, it's got to, like you said, it's, there's definitely the big benefits of that, of, um, of going at the kids' pace and seeing their learning it can be accelerated along on that one-on-one. Mm. One thing that came into my mind thinking about this, when you try and do something in the world out of the system, in a way, there's sort of things that the system has in place to make sure that we can't really go out of the system. And things like licensing and is it official? Is it officially part of the system? Are you allowed to do it? What, what I mean by this is, with your kids going through a home school, it's not an official school. Does that have any detrimental effects, do you think, if they did? And I know probably it's not going to happen. If they reintegrated back, say you went to the States or something, New Zealand in, back into mainstream would they say no what, what's the the situation with that because they haven't been in an official school or have you come under any I think at this age um, they there would be no problems I think reintegrating back into a traditional school setting um, many um, schools and educators now are recognizing that homeschool kids are actually quite advanced in their mm. learning and so they're happy to receive homeschool kids um, when you get into issues when they get into high school and university levels. Right. And so um, we are planning to move back to New Zealand in the near future. Um, when Luke is turns 15, so we have another year before he's 15, uh, but he will uh, need to do an online school for the accreditation so that he has credits to get into university. Uh, because what we're doing as homeschool is not officially recognized and so we will have to do we will continue to homeschool we plan to homeschool through high school but we will have to do an online school so that he has the official um, documentation to enter university and so um, we will we do need to look at that we're always thinking about that we're thinking because we want them to um, I think the thing about homeschooling is that you can be child-centered and um, it's not testing-centered. I think a lot of traditional like Chinese school is very testing-centered. Just help the kids to pass the test, to get to the gaokao, the, yeah. the high school entrance um, and the university entrance exam to pass all these tests. Um, in American system, you know, it's the SATs or the ACTs or... Um, you know, these kind of tests. Homeschool, you don't have to, it's not test-centered. It's more child-centered and curriculum-centered. And so um, I think that's another great thing about homeschooling is that it doesn't have to be test-centered or test-focused. Exactly. Um, it is is learning-focused, child-focused. Do, do you do tests? Um, we have more tests. More kind of formative. We do have unit tests in their math curriculum, right, yeah. and we use sequential spelling, which is a spelling curriculum, and they have a spelling test every day. So, But apart from that, we don't really do tests. What are tests for? Tests are for to look at progress, yes. yep. but I know their progress. Yeah. I'm keeping track of all their progress, and I know how they're doing, and I know where we're lacking, and, you know, because I'm very in touch with everybody's level and where we're at in terms of reading, in terms of math, 
And so we do have tests in our curriculum, but we don't really need those so much because I know exactly how they're doing it in all subjects. So tests are really so that the school can tell the parents how the kid is doing. Yeah. Um, but as a parent, I know how my kids are doing. So we don't need to do tests so much, and it's not they're not testing to get into anything. Um, we do so many tests at our school, and yeah. every time yes. if I was to give you the test to mark, I could yeah. tell you exactly within 5% what that child would get. Right. I know his ability, I know yeah. it. I don't need to keep yeah. testing it. I wish we'd have more time instead of doing tests to yeah. teach, um, instead of teaching to test. Yeah. Uh, and it's all gone back where we're wrong around. But yeah. Go going back to your original question, is there any kind of. Um, each country has its own regulations yes. in homeschool, and there's some countries in the, in the world that do not recognize homeschooling at all and require kids right. to go through. Um, so it's and illegal, and it's illegal a, then, is it? It's, a, it's illegal in some countries. It's, there like, is, there which is country? an option. It's a grey area. And then there's some <laughs> other countries it's a grey area. And then other countries like where we're from, we're very fortunate. Both, both nations, mm. US and, and New Zealand, support homeschooling and giving great recognition to it. But as Misty said, we've got to also, as homeschoolers, we, we want to give our kids the best opportunity for whatever they want to pursue in post-high school mm. training, you know, um, where they want to be a chef or a doctor or whatever, we want to ensure they've got the opportunities for those. Yeah. And there's going to be some different um, certifications or passing exams or whatever in those processes. So being responsible, we, we're thinking through those things and saying, hey, what hoops do we need to jump through or what things... Will they be required in their later years of high school um, to get the right pieces of paper or to get the right you know, um, background knowledge and, and things that will serve them uh, to go on to whatever they want to do? Um, and that's, that's something that, as Misty said, we're, we're constantly asking and learning and uh, talking with people that have gone before us. We're not the first people to do homeschooling, and that's the advantage. There's, um, there's local communities, there's global communities of homeschoolers that you can uh, draw from. So. Do you, uh, that's a good point, that the network, the community, yeah. very important. Do you connect that into your teaching? Do you have online stuff with other homeschools? Because I've seen that work. Or are you? Yeah, so um, when we lived in Beijing, we were a part of a homeschooling cooperative. And that oh, is yeah. a group of homeschooling families. We met once a week on a Thursday. Um, and the parents took turns to teach subjects of interest. So um, teach music or art or... And the beauty of the homeschool cooperative is that maybe uh, one parent, like uh, one of our friends, she was an artist, and so she taught painting, and I'm terrible at art, and so I was able to, you know, my kids could learn from her when something that I can't teach them. Would she come over to your homeschool? She would come to the homeschool co-op, so we had a, okay, a like common we had place. place that we met. Yeah, we had yeah. we had a place where we would meet and then teach different subjects. Um, so I taught, um, I like history, so I taught a six-week course on um, ancient civilizations. And then we did projects on ancient Greece and Egypt, and um, we had a different focus each week. And um, other people taught music or cooking or... Um, so, and then that uses the parents' strengths to teach the yeah. kids. Um, in, when we were in New Zealand, we were part of a homeschool cooperative there. Uh, there was a lady, she loved to do dissections, and she lived on a farm, and so... <laughs> She would, we would go to her place and dissect cows' brains and sheep's livers, and she loved doing dissections. It's, it's not really my thing. And it's not really a thing I love, you know, And but she loved it. And so you, as a homeschooling parent, 
things that are not your strengths, you find other people with those strengths to teach your kids. And Sarah loves um, art. And so she's doing online tutorials for um, learning learning how to draw and paint. Okay, so I'm looking at, that's Cinderella, isn't this it? This is a painting Picture. of Cinderella. Do you have any more, more recent things? So Sarah does art tutorials, but now she's doing now she's doing watercolor oh, and um, animal drawing. Picture of a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. The boys are doing. Um, they love computer coding, and so they're basically self-taught with computer coding. Yeah. Um, when we were in Beijing, the boys were in Cub Scouts, and so they learned a lot of life skills. Um, Sarah has taken dance and drama and piano. Um, so we try to do things for their interests, but anything that we're not capable of teaching as parents, we know that, and we um, we can ask for help. And That's the cool thing. You can get tutors. You can get other teachers. Right. <laughs> you know, you don't have to do everything yourself. Um, we had a Chinese tutor for a while that helped the kids with their Chinese. You know, so. Um, these are things like subjects that we're not comfortable with or we and I've always said if it gets past my level yeah then I will ask someone else <laughs> I'm not afraid to ask for help outside um, outside of us yeah. what, what you just said I, I think answers another question that we alluded to earlier and that was about the social aspect of yes. homeschool and the social dynamics but what you've just said very much shows that it's not all about the children just being stuck in the home no. at all. They're you bring people in when you need, that have more strengths than you. And they're also going outside as well, meeting people yep. and things like that. So it's not, I think people have this idea that it's very much you're stuck it's, in the room. It's and often and the first question people ask. Right. Oh, what about their socialization? That wasn't the first we asked. It wasn't <laughs> the first we asked, it wasn't. <laughs> but you. but it's, it's, many times it is um, people's kind of, if they're not aware of homeschooling and they have kind of like it's it's a bit weird and they've got an objection to it that's the first thing oh how are the kids gonna know yeah, other yeah. kids and whatever um i, I mean you, you like anything you, you you just gotta make the choices to make that happen as well um and you could sit in your house and you could have your kids isolated away from the world it's there's probably some people doing that sitting on top of a mountain somewhere with their kids and that's all they do yeah. um but you know, we, we want our kids to, to have that interaction and grow with other things and learn sports and other skills and things they're interested in. So we, we find those avenues and they're not lacking friends. You know? um, we, I think as a homeschooling family, you just have to be a bit more intentional to um, have opportunities for your kids to be with their friends and to make friends. And so we've yeah. done that and they have lots of friends and playdates. And, um, they were part of a science club for a while and they would go and make scientific presentations in front of other people, um, in front of an audience of parents and other kids. Um, the great thing about homeschooling also is that they don't have to only relate to peers of their same age. Mm, yes. They can relate to adults, they can relate to younger kids, older kids. You know, we find ourselves in social situations where they're not only relating to only 12 year olds um, they're relating to little kids and older people and our kids are not shy if you talk to them no. they are very chatty, normal chatty yeah. but yeah. They're, they're not afraid they talk to adults they can talk to little kids you know um, so they're not socially inept I think that's the question or what about socialization yeah. <laughs> um, our kids are actually functional and um, you know socially 
that they can make friends, talk to people, ask questions. Yeah, with confidence and enthusiasm. I mean, I have yep. to say, listeners, I'm sitting here, I, 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 I've met the family more than once and spoke to all the children. I'd like to do that in a minute. Um, and we've always thought very um, eloquent in how they speak, interested, mm. and good personality. So absolutely mm. nothing can be said um, of that. I think also in today's mainstream schools, one of the huge problems is, even in where I am, is the kids just stay in that grade, and even when they go outside, and it's difficult to allow them to free play here, yeah. China's very ordered, yeah. they don't get to go with the older age groups, and younger age groups, even just, I, I want to try and facilitate some older kids to come down and read to the smaller kids, I and mean, it's really important they have those relationships. Because it's life, right? Absolutely. Because you don't just only relate to people your same age all the time. <laughs> yeah. In normal life, in normal life, yeah. you relate to people who are older than you, people who are younger than you, people who are in a different job, in a different role, and and to be able to talk to people from different walks of life and different ages, I think that's um, we we're very intentional about yeah. you know spending time with people and families and. Um, making sure that they do have relationships outside of us. Um, one thing about homeschooling is that the relationships between us and our children and their relationships with each other are very good. Um, yeah, there's, I can see that, there's yeah. no like fighting. <laughs> I think it's because we were very close as a family and because we are together a lot. Um, you know, at home most of the time during school together. Yeah. Um, the kids they have very good relationships and you know they're constantly they help each other. You know, if I'm busy, you know, doing something at home and uh, then they'll call out each other's spelling words or help each other with subjects and um, it's a cooperative learning at home as well and so and but it helps their relationships. enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you.